welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Monday, July 19th, 2021. And hopefully your day is off to a good start so far here with the show. we got some good things to talk about here on the podcast, kind of catch up on some uh, big stories from last week that we kind of missed. And, of course, through the weekend we had all these big announcements here. Uh, but before we do a little bit of housekeeping here, as always, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Marturk, at M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And, of course, you can always email the show at theenthuslife at gmail.com. Now, hopefully you had a good weekend. I know we sure did here. Uh, beautiful weather here in the Carolinas. And actually, uh, we went and visited um, some family we have not seen since the beginning of the pandemic. My aunt and uncle, we drove out to Raleigh. Uh, they live here in Raleigh now. They used to live in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, but now they're over here in Raleigh and they got a boat. So we went on Saturday and uh, kind of hung out all day on their, on their boat on uh, Falls Lake, I believe it was called, and uh, had a good time there, kind of spent the night and uh, came back home yesterday. So it was a good just kind of chill weekend. And, uh, you know, again, kind of getting back to some normalcy here, um, which is kind of nice. But uh, let's jump into some of these stories here. Uh, Like I said, we have some fun things here to talk about uh, here on the show. And the first one, kind of the big one last week that kind of came out of nowhere, and uh, there's already been pre-orders for this thing, is, of course, Valve's Steam Deck. So this is a, if you haven't seen this, this is essentially a handheld um gaming pc coming from valve i mean this really like i said kind of came out of nowhere i don't think anybody was expecting this thing and uh, pre-orders have already come and gone i think there's even potentially some more going to be releasing here soon uh in the coming days they said but i don't think you're going to be getting one till what seems to be right now quarter two of next year but this thing is a little beast so i mean the interesting bit about this thing is it actually looks like the switch so when you look at it um, you know, it, it, it kind of has the same form factor of the Switch. It also has a little touchpad kind of on it that you can kind of use for games that require a mouse. Um, but the interesting thing is you log in, and this thing gives you access pretty much to your full Steam library um, just by logging in. It starts at $399 uh, at a 64 gig um, memory. I think you can get a 256 and a 512, I think is the highest you can get. And each each in- increment basically goes up. I think they got a, a $399. Is it maybe $4.99? And I think the big one's $5.99. And uh, it does have an expandable SD slot. So if you do decide to go with that lower one, because of course some some PC games, I mean, if you get the smaller one, you couldn't even install, um, you know, Modern Warfare or anything like that, which I, I say Modern Warfare and Warzone, because the other interesting thing about the Steam Deck is you can actually sideload other launchers and programs on it. You don't have to use Steam, meaning you can log in or uh, download the Epic Game Store, you could download, uh, you know, obviously uh, Battle.net, so you could play World of Warcraft on this thing. I mean, you could even install, if you wanted to play Final Fantasy XIV, you download their launcher straight up and just launch it through that. So, I mean, it, this is pretty incredible, you know, and obviously this came, you know, right after the announcement of the Nintendo OLED version coming out, which has no um, real upgrade to you know power boost or graphics or anything and this thing can literally run games at basically just you know base settings and, and even more so they're saying with some of these um it only goes up to 720p natively um you can they're eventually going to sell a dock as of right now there is no dock coming with this thing um, but you can actually they said plug in just a regular like USB-C cord that has an hdmi at the end of it you can plug that thing into your tv let it roll you can sync uh, controllers to it mice and keyboard um, all things like that. So for somebody that maybe doesn't have a good gaming PC right now and kind of wants to take this on the go, 
you know, maybe this is something to you. Like I said, they've already done the pre-order, so it's kind of a little too late right now if you want to get in on it here in this early going. Um, but the pre-orders are only five bucks. You had to drop down. And then um, I think as, as yours comes available, they're going to email people. And then, of course, you know, you, you pay your full price. And then they're going to ship it out to you. Now, I actually received an email uh, on this. This came from Justin Burke, and he said, Hey, did you see the crazy news that came out? Val's going in on the mobile console market, and they're going big. He said, IGN did some interviews uh, with Gabe Newell. This is going to be crazy. I did some reading on it in the Steam store, uh, and one of the crazy things they're going to allow is third-party software and operating systems. How freaking cool is that? He says, I'm super stoked because I have an already extensive Steam library, and I don't get to use much that I don't get to use much of anymore. My desktop is in storage and becoming obsolete and my laptop isn't going to last forever. But a handheld PC running my Steam library has me excited. He said, I bit the bullet and put a reservation in for the 512 gigs. So Justin, awesome for you because you might as well go big on the sucker if you're going to drop the money. I know I should play wait and see, but I have high hopes on this. Worst case scenario, if the news turns out sour between now and ordering time, I get five bucks back to my Steam wallet. No harm, no foul. What are your thoughts? Thanks again for being amazing and keeping the show going. Keep doing the great work, Justin. Well, Justin, thank you again for that email, man. Thank you for those kind of words there at the end. Um, but hey, yeah, if you're going to go big, I guess go for it, right? I mean, the one thing to think about is, of course, it does have that expandable storage. But I mean, you know, even if you got like a one terabyte SD card, those still are going to cost you a good amount, right? So if even if you went with the base and then bought that SD card, you're still going to end up spending about the same you would with the 512. And honestly, with that 512, I mean, I think you would be fine. I mean, you know, for the longest time, I just had the base PS4 with 500 um, gig, uh, you know, internal storage, and it was fine. You just kind of play the games you want to play for a while, and then you delete and just download more. So with 512, I think you're going to be fine. Um, the interesting thing here, you know, I think is obviously the comparison to the Switch and kind of the role this is going to play, you know, for those who maybe um, were thinking about the OLED Switch, right? Like maybe now it's like, well, maybe I'm not, gonna get that and i would rather spend the extra 50 dollars to get this because remember the oled switch is 350 this is 400 at the base so it's like why not spend that extra 50 especially if you already own a switch why not spend the extra 50 and jump in on this now you know a couple things one yes it gives you access to your steam library which is awesome um but you know i, I kind of talked last week like as much as the switch is mobile I didn't play it a ton in mobile mode, you know, like, or as of at least recently here, um, I was more docked playing with the, the pro controller, which by the way, you can, you know, uh, put the pro controller and sync it up to the steam deck, which is interesting in itself. Right. So it could basically can be your switch. Um, the switch has kind of really carved itself a little niche as the indie platform, the indie game platform. And, um, you know, knowing that many of those games launch on switch and PC, now you're going to get all those games on PC, right? And usually some of those games do come out on the Switch, but some games, you know, have a little bit of hiccups and that on the Switch because the Switch is not the most powerful machine out there. Now you have a handheld um, that is going to be powerful, right? That is going to be able to kind of basically give you that power that you need for some of those um, more intense games and it's just going to run better there. Um, I think the, the one thing that Nintendo has though over... Over Steam, over Valve, you know, is is that they have their IPs, right? If you want to play Nintendo games, you're still going to have to buy a Switch, right? Doesn't matter. You're still going to have to do it. And that's why that's how Nintendo, through all these years, all this time, has been able to basically face every competitor in the handheld space, be it um, Sega, you know, years ago with, with uh, the Game Gear, you know, all the way up to Sony putting out two handhelds that were more powerful than the DS, more powerful than the 3DS. But in the end... 
Nintendo's got the games. They got Mario Kart. They got Pokemon. They have, you know, Zelda. They have those games. And I know for some people, a handful of games is nothing compared to the huge, massive library you have on Steam. But, you know, it's still a thing. So, you know, this I think is for someone who maybe has a Switch or Nintendo fans who want to play the Nintendo games. You have your Switch. This is something. Now, for me, you know, I... I haven't jumped in on it yet. You know, I'm kind of doing the wait and see, you know, again, because, you know, right now my um, playing games mobile isn't a big thing right now for me yet. Um, you know, I haven't really had many instances, like I said before, a couple of years ago um, when I was taking longer lunch breaks at work. Uh, now we're only doing 30 minutes, but we we're doing an hour. I, I was bringing the switch a lot because I'd had that extra kind of 30 minutes on my lunch to just jam out on some games. Now I don't have that. So, you know, sometimes sitting on the couch, um, you know, yeah, I probably could be playing more there, um, which I probably will when Metroid comes out. I'll probably be playing Metroid on the Switch um, a lot of times in handheld on the couch. Um, but, um, you know, I, I don't think it was worth me spending this right now, especially this, this early iteration. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm playing more of the wait and see just in case, you know, some things go wrong with this. You know, if there's, you know, issues with the sticks or anything like that. I'm okay not jumping in on this, especially looking at all these games that are coming out soon that I know I'm going to be spending money on those rather than spending money on a new $400 console. Um, but then in the same breath, you know, had Nintendo announced the Pro, <laughs> I probably would have been going in on that, you know, which is kind of funny to think about. Um, but uh, hey, kudos to those, you know, Justin, for you, you know, for, for jumping in on this, especially your situation, Justin. I understand if your desktop is in storage, laptop's not lasting you that long. Sure, go ahead and go in on this thing, man. Like, um, I'm, I'm all for it. I can't wait to hear about it, too. So please let me know your thoughts on it. I'm sure we're going to get all kinds of, you know, feedback from people that are getting kind of early hands on uh, with this thing. I know one one of the IGN things I was kind of reading, they were talking about the, the system heating up. I guess Valve is in a... Um, kind of significant, a couple of significant things to try to redirect the, that heat, you know, because obviously gaming PC, you're going to have a, it's, it's a heat source, right? Um, they've done a lot to try to keep the heat away from your hands. Uh, but they did say it does heat up a little bit, you know, in the middle. So who knows how long you're playing, um, how long, you know, how hot that thing's going to get. Uh, but you know, as long as your hands aren't getting warm, I think you're, you're going to be okay. Now it should be noted as well that this isn't a, system that you know you can take off it's not like the switch where joy cons are coming off you know these things are attached to the system so um you know that is what it is but you know this is super cool very unexpected and you know what competition in the mobile space like this to, to go up against nintendo is great it's only good for us as gamers because more competition the better you know nintendo obviously does deliver on all their games and and you know has done fantastic with the switch but you know maybe the idea of them putting out the oled was them just saying like you know what we got no competition here. Well, why not? Let's just put out a better screen. They're all going to buy it. We got them in our in our hands. And now you have someone come out and say, hey, we got the more powerful system. And on top of that, hey, it just carries over all your games. Hey, maybe this even pushes Nintendo to say, you know what? We really need to look at our back catalog and give people access to that. Games they've purchased before, put those out on the platform. Maybe that's something that Nintendo looks at and sees that people love that of the Switch. You know, and maybe that's something that, that comes with this. Um I don't know, but uh, I think it's cool to have more competition in that mobile space. But go check it out. The Steam Deck. Look up all the information. There's all kinds of, um, a lot of the sites got some hands-on with all that. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, we got word that Pokemon Unite 
uh, which I don't know if you remember us talking about this here in the podcast, but it is a the Pokemon MOBA uh, is launching this week. So on Wednesday, July 21st, this thing is dropping. Uh, it is a new free-to-play, uh, essentially a MOBA, kind of like League of Legends or Dota featuring Pokemon. Um, it's launching first on the Switch on the 21st next month. It's coming to Android and iOS. And uh, there is going to be cross-play for this. It's free-to-play uh, with little microtransactions that kind of built into it. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty stoked for this game. Like, you know, to have a good MOBA on a handheld, especially with the Pokemon IP, you know, this thing is going to be huge. There's going to be people playing this game who maybe have never played a MOBA before and really kind of jumping in. Um, I'm pretty stoked. And kind of looking at the way it plays, there's multiple maps. And uh, it looks like you kind of go out, you you pick your Pokemon, and uh, you take them through, and they're leveling up, either fighting other Pokemon, uh, or there's wild Pokemon on the map that you're kind of taking out, kind of like you would do minions in a MOBA. Um, and you get X amount of points, and then you have to get to the other side, I think, and basically bank those points. Um, and in doing so, that kind of pushes, you're, you're kind of taking the towers down, quote-unquote, like you would in a MOBA, and you're pushing towards the other team's base. Now, they did say different maps have some different objectives, so hearing that kind of made me think kind of like how Heroes of the Storm did it, where, you know, depending on the map that you're on, the objectives kind of change. Um, so it's not always just the same static map, which I think is kind of cool. I mean, that's what I read, so I need to kind of see more of it and get some hands-on, but uh, I'm pretty stoked for this. So I tell people, go check some videos out. Be on the lookout for this if you are a Switch player um, because it is dropping, but it is coming to mobile too. Um, so I have a feeling this is kind of the next big, big thing. I actually was playing uh, this weekend here while we were at my aunt's house on Saturday night and some yesterday, some more League of Legends Wild Rift. And uh, I got to tell you, like, the MOBAs play so well on on a tablet or on phones. They're just awesome. Like I really enjoy them more than I do playing them on a PC with a mouse and keyboard. Just having that direct control over your character means everything. It really does. And, and, you know, I, I think that's where this game is going to be successful because you got dual sticks, man, use your controllers. It's, it's, it's going to be great. Um, super excited for that, uh, later this week. Um, another kind of crazy thing that broke over the weekend here is Netflix getting into the world of video games. That's right. They're going to kind of go beyond just films and TV. Um, they've hired a former EA and Facebook executive to kind of lead this effort uh, into games development. Now, they already have on their, uh, I think, Minecraft Story Mode is available on there. And you can play it only on certain platforms. Your platform kind of has to um, enable it, like some old TVs, and that won't play it even if you have the Netflix app. Uh, but they want these games to appear just right alongside their current fare of uh, programming now, whether or not, you know, you'll be able to use a controller or if you're going to be using kind of your remote. None of that's really been said yet, but they're saying this isn't going to cost anything extra. So, you know, I was trying to think in my head, in my head, like what type of games? I mean, the rest of the Telltale games, like the Minecraft story mode, I could see them bringing in, you know, where you're, you're, you can play like the Walking Dead games or the Batman, you know, Telltale series. Um, I could even see like little puzzle games they could bring in. You know, maybe you could bring in like a Zuma or, well, I guess maybe Zuma's too quick. But hey, if, if you can think a controller to your device, I mean, maybe that's going to be um, pretty awesome. But um, that's pretty interesting, I think, with, with Netflix getting into the gaming space. You almost wonder, I mean, imagine if they put in like PlayStation Now, if they just kind of added that within there and you're uh, doing it, or even just cloud gaming in general. Um, I think it would be kind of interesting, even though at that point, I guess you already would need to have a PlayStation Now subscription, and then you might as well just be downloading the PlayStation Now app rather than going through Netflix to access that. Um, but uh, hey, if they're, if they're going to offer their own kind of games, it's pretty interesting, man. It's you know Everybody's kind of getting into that space right now of streaming video games. It's, it's kind of an interesting time. Um, I don't know. We just got to wait and see. But hey, pretty cool to kind of get word on that 
And uh, I'll definitely be keeping my eye on that and see where that's going to go here in the future. Uh, One final story here today. We did have a big wrestling pay-per-view last night, the WWE's Money in the Bank, um, which uh, we got home last night. We ordered some pizza, started watching the pay-per-view. And I got to say, hey, I know a lot of you guys aren't wrestling fans, but this is one of the best pay-per-views in a long time. I mean, it was great. Some awesome killer matches. It was the first pay-per-view with a full crowd. Remember, they did do WrestleMania and had a crowd there in uh, the stadium, Raymond James Stadium, where the, the Tampa Bay Bucks play, but you know, still kind of spaced out. It was a stadium. This was straight-up arena in Fort Worth, Texas. Full crowd. Crowd made all the difference. I mean, it, it was pretty awesome to watch. But the big news, and this kind of ties over to movies in that, was at the very end, and this had been rumored, those who follow wrestling, I mean, we knew this was coming, um, but John Cena made his return to the WWE at the very end. And, uh, yeah, the rumors have been that he had made some couple comments and um, even mentioned recently that he was ready to put the jorts back on, you know, his jean shorts that he's class iconically uh, always wears. And uh, he's kind of in between filming right now, uh, kind of when he was doing the media run for F9. This is where kind of a lot of this had come out. And uh, he's in it. So, you know, kind of the word is he's going to be in the main event at Wrestle or at uh, SummerSlam coming up later later uh, here in August. Um, and so it was cool, man, seeing, you know, John Cena and the crowd just went bananas uh singing and i think it's something the wwe needs because they had uh um some pretty bad ratings here over the last couple weeks and, and it's been kind of the worst they've been kind of throughout all the pandemic and, and almost even in their whole history um so i think bringing a, a big star like john cena back especially off the heels hot off the heels of f9 um you know maybe they're gonna bring in some people watching wrestling again and even hell just with the hype of getting crowds back um it's uh i think a good thing to see we're actually going august 14th here in Charlotte, the WWE is coming. It's not a SmackDown or Raw. It's just kind of what they call a house show. And uh, it's going to be fun regardless. My daughter's never been to wrestling, my uh, wrestling show of any kind. Uh, my wife hasn't been in years. And uh, so we're really looking forward to it. And, you know, I've, I've talked so much here on this on the show here over the last year and a half, two years, about how we've gotten back into wrestling. And kind of through the pandemic, Mondays and Friday nights were kind of the thing here for our family that kind of united us and brought us together watching wrestling. Um, so it's going to be cool. You know, it's kind of like, all right, we're kind of, as we're kind of coming out of this pandemic, even though, you know, yes, I know things are looking a little bit weird right now with that. Um, but as we're kind of coming out of that here over this last year and a half, I think it's kind of going to be our little, um, our little celebration of, uh, you know, kind of getting back to a little bit of normalcy, uh, going to see that, which should be uh, super cool. But all right, guys, that's going to do it for me here today on the show. Uh, hey, if you want to email the show and have your email read here on the show, just like Justin's was, remember, email me, theenthuselife at gmail.com. Or, hey, you can even hit me on Twitter at Marturka, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. I love hearing from you guys, and I love kind of getting you involved here on the podcast. Um, and other than that, I'm sure tomorrow we're going to have some great stories to talk about here. As always, actually, later today, if you're, I don't know what time you're listening to this, um, there was um, some video put out by multiple outlets, even, even some... Um, just streamers and then YouTubers um, of a new game coming from Ubisoft that looked very much like Call of Duty. Um, although kind of looking at some things around the, the area, it really looked like this may be a, a free to play division game, like a first person game kind of within the division universe is kind of what's rolling around right now. But supposedly the embargo is up today at 1115. I think Ubisoft is revealing it at 11. Uh, I believe it's Eastern Time, maybe Pacific. Don't quote me on that. I don't have it here in front of me. Uh, But just be on the lookout today in the gaming channels. Uh, There is a new first-person shooter game being announced today from Ubisoft. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. So definitely uh, read up on that. And we'll be discussing that tomorrow here on the show. Well, guys, that's it for me today. Have a great rest of your day. And until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.